Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to this, another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we just take a few minutes to uh, watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about it. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. Uh, but it is fun. And that's all we're here for. Fun. And so uh, I'm Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It's going so well. It is a beautiful, not rainy Friday morning as we're recording this. And uh, yeah, I can't can't complain. I love how you give the weather update mm-hmm. like every every week. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping someday uh, I, I am looking right out my window in my office, but someday somebody might listen to this and they might think, man, I could really use a sunny day. And they would listen to it and be like, wow, at least it was sunny on that day. And then they can put themselves in a sunny frame of mind. Or if they're like, man, it's so hot. And I could say it's raining here today. They're like, man, I remember rain. So just just trying to do a service here. The other thing <laughs> that's not weather related, uh, speaking of weather, you can get a PhD in rocket science mm-hmm. and you can get a PhD in brain surgery. I think that would how- be a medical doctor. I think that would be an MD. Right. What well, you know, degrees. Uh-huh. How, how come you can't get a degree in fun? You can. Oh, I have a friend, Christy, Uh who uh, you don't know this, Christy. I went to high school with her, but she has a a degree in recreation. What? Yeah, that's a real program that you can take. What do you what do you even do? Because this this is related. This is parks and recreation. Yes. So it's the recreation part like Uh, parks. Yeah, I I get like (laughs) here's a field. Go go play. Like, do you teach people how to play in the park? Is that why it's put together? There this, is, are, this, is, this story is out the window now. We're not even talking about the episode. There are several related fields that you can go into oh, I see with a recreation there. degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so you can do things like work for the like Parks Department, National Forest Service. You can get into uh, physical education uh rehab like there's all kinds of different stuff you can get into rehab with any degree but um <laughs> doesn't, rehab doesn't depend on degree sometimes um but mean, yeah so there's yeah. all kinds of different mm-hmm. different things that you can do with a recreation degree because i asked christy this because i went to high school with her and then i didn't see her for like 15 years and i'm like so what are you doing now and she said i have a recreation degree and i laughed and i said what is that and then she educated me so oh man it's a real thing but I mean, yeah, recreation, so you can't I'm, just like get a the, like get a degree in like, you know, hanging out or camping or ultimate Frisbee. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can't, it's like fun. I don't know. I mean, you grew up closer to Evergreen College than I did. Um, <laughs> isn't that one of the programs down there? I think so. Yeah, just fun. <laughs> Advanced fun. Advanced fun. Oh, hey, I feel, what are you going, I feel, are you going <laughs> to next? Uh, well, I just finished up my quilting uh, uh, dynamics class, and now I'm going to... Uh, hacky sack and you 301. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I had to retake uh, advanced fun because uh, last year was a real bummer. So, <laughs> yeah, everybody with a fun degree <laughs> in 2020 was like, How do you even apply this to, to, to real life? When am I ever going to have fun again? <laughs> like your teacher going, You need to know math. You're not going to have a calculator all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this degree means nothing. <laughs> worthless degree (laughs) okay okay now now we should talk about this episode speaking of worth nothing um (laughs) let's talk about claymation uh so how dare you you know what i i I, don't often like get really excited about the titles of our podcasts (laughs) i saw that yeah i saw which was great uh but i'm already going with the title for this one and i'm locked in no one can change my mind (laughs) sometimes claymation dunks you (laughs) Perfect. It, it works on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> so stand in the place. Where- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are talking about season four, episode eleven, the comeback kid. And last week, uh, Leslie's uh, campaign managers dropped her like a bad habit, and the parks department said, "We're going to do this for you." Um, and also, Ben uh, turned down a really secure job as an in-house accountant for an inca- accounting firm, um, <laughs> and. Uh, and so now we're kind of reestablishing equilibrium in this episode. Now, I know we often say at the end, like what we feel about this episode, but this episode 
I can't wait until the end to tell people what I feel about it. So why wait? Exactly. I love it. This is maybe, maybe my favorite episode of season four. I concur. This, I mean, this, this episode has two of probably my absolute favorite jokes that I could watch. I, I could watch it every single time and I laugh out loud. Okay. When we get to them. I will let you know. Let us know. So this episode starts with the cold open with Leslie coming into the park's office and um, everybody's there. And she's like, I know I can't talk about my campaign here, um, but uh, last night I made a decision about my campaign manager and it's going to be. And as she's saying that everybody is like doing something else, avoiding eye contact. Um, and the obvious answer for everybody is Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does, does choose Anne. and um every ron's like good choice uh but uh yeah so she is choosing Anne, and is like i don't know how to do this and uh leslie is (laughs) leslie's response is you're smart as a whip you're cool under pressure you resuscitated a human heart in your bare hands (laughs) and it's like no i haven't (laughs) which is very rare (laughs) i don't know any nurse who's done that but you will you will (laughs) Um, and so Anne's response, like everybody else's response in this situation would be, what about Ben? Um, right. he, he ran for mayor and won when he was 18 years old. He's a natural selection. And Leslie's just like, no, this whole reason my campaign ended with these managers is because of Ben. Like I can't bring him on because he's the reason I'm starting over. Um, and so she's going with Anne and her first manager, her first role is to start dressing like a campaign manager. Um, and, uh, Leslie's like, I don't want to have this conversation again. And it just says, we, you just hired me eight seconds ago (laughs) and you're doing a really bad job is April's response. So pretty good cold open. The gang's all there in the parks department. Like everybody's doing things and they're on board with Leslie. It's so great. So then credits happen. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say one of the things I noticed too, like, I don't know why last night of all, of all times I watched this episode, but like. When, when April is making these really sarcastic comments and stuff, one of the suspensions of belief is like when they, the way they treat Jerry and stuff, like nobody ever tells April to calm, like, like she could just say whatever she wants without any recourse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, you're doing a really bad, like in a real world setting, like, and somebody would say, thanks, thanks, April. That's really constructive. Or, you know what I mean? Like, but that's not funny. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. That just kind of bothered me. Uh, well, I'm, Jeremy, I'm over, I'm over it now. I'm sorry they did that to you. Now that I told the internet my feelings. Yeah. Way to go, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, April. April is, uh, I think people have probably at some point tried to tell April. That's not very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then she stabbed them in the face. <laughs> so they found that's less helpful. <laughs> right. So I'm going to just let April be April and uh, just keep doing my job and get out of April's way. Sure. Probably the best way to go. So, um, so Leslie is, goes out into the hallway. She runs into her campaign, her former campaign managers, William and Elizabeth brother and sister. And, uh, um, Leslie's like, are you guys coming to see me? And like, no, we're actually looking for other people. And she's like, oh, you just drop me and start looking for other folks. And like, and the response is like, that's our job. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they are, uh, yeah. So they're, um, less is kind of like flustered by seeing them. And she's like, no, I've got a good, I've got a, good, a new team. We're doing great. And right at that time, Andy comes out and says, Leslie, I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. Uh, which let's talk about the science that would be, what would you do? How would you, Jeremy, if you were trying to make ramen in a coffee pot, what would your system be? And what flavor of ramen would you use? Oh, this is a great question. Um, well, I haven't really thought about this, but now that I think about it, I think the, the best way to do it would be put it in the basket because then as the water goes over top of it, it's, it's, uh, it's softening it, it's cooking it. But then the water, you don't have to drain it afterwards. And so then you just have a basket of ramen, I think. Okay. So, Jeremy. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I get it. I get what you're saying. And that is that is the approach that my parents took to making ramen when I was growing up. In a coffee pot? No. Like, it, it's a noodle dish, 
right? Yeah. It wasn't until I married my wife and she made ramen and ate it as a soup that I was yeah. like, wait, what? Well, that's the way I was raised is like okay. you, you, you put it in the pot with like way too much water and everything in this and then your uh, sodium packet and then mix it all in there. Uh-huh. Right. And so like you soup. ate it as a soup growing up. Yeah, but mostly just in a in the cup of a cup of noodles. I was raised mostly on cup of noodles, not See, ramen bricks. Yeah, my brain did not uh, ever did not equate ramen and cup of noodle. Oh, because one was in a cup, the other was not, and I never, I we never thought to create a ramen soup. Br- so, brick noodle. Yeah, brick noodle. Um, so the form, like I didn't, my brain didn't like make the translation into no. This is just conical now. Um, or <laughs> cylindrical. Uh, and so I, yeah. So do you eat ramen as a soup now or do you well, eat it as a noodle dish? My, my wife makes it that way, but because of, uh, and it, it's fine, but I don't, the broth isn't like the important bit for me. It is the noodles. It's like noodles hmm. with flavor because hmm. I've always found it too salty. So yeah, I, I usually dump it out like my cup of noodles, fill it up, uh, pour the, take the lid halfway back. Then you you put the hot water in it, mm-hmm. yeah. let it soak for three minutes. I'm with um, you. Yeah, and then I put the lid because you're supposed to put the lid back over. It keeps the steam and heat in there. Yeah. And how do you would, how do you secure the lid back down? Well, I just would you know you just kind of fold it back over. Use the moisture. Really? Hey, oh yeah, Jeremy. Let me can I share something with you? Put a fork across the top or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's and brilliant. Then, <laughs> and then I then I uh, dump out the water. You dump out the water. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So get, get rid of all that. So now that I've come back to full like ramen soup appreciation, uh-huh. I uh, I leave the water in, and I really like it as a soup now. Yeah, so I could eat it faster. There was there was games to play, recreation to be had. So I didn't, I I wasn't like when I was twelve, I wasn't into like savoring my soup like some like old person, like an old person. That's no, some good soup. No offense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So I thought about how I would do this and uh-huh. I would put the ramen in the carafe in the, in the carafe. Yeah. And then let the water, I would put the seasoning packet in a filter in the basket and then let that flavor down into the, uh, into the ramen. You're a mad man. So, so then it would be just a little, like a hint of flavoring, just a but not as flavor. salty. Well, but then like, don't you think eating out of the craft would be difficult? I would then transfer it to a bowl. Oh my gosh. Now, it's, now you're doing dishes. That's not the point of all this. It's like a calzone. <laughs> you're supposed to just carry it around with you. You're done. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right. I, I didn't think it all through. I wonder if Andy. <laughs> I don't think so, Andy thought it through at all. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I'm wondering now is like, how did he break everything? So <laughs> right. I wonder if he took a cup, a cup of noodle and jammed it in to the <laughs> like a Keurig like it's a Keurig, <laughs> yeah, like a Keurig. Dude, why don't they have that we need, that's what we need we need cup of Keurigs they do have cup of Keurigs oh for Keurig it's, it's one cup of coffee no, no 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 noodles we need like a noodle Keurig machine yeah that would be wouldn't that be a rad like you just put in like a your flavor of cup of noodle and yeah. just like slam it down Oh. Which would feel so like cathartic. Internet, don't don't steal this idea. And then we're, we're kick, kick starting this in uh, fall of twenty twenty four. Sure. And then it, uh, you know, does all the the magic of ramen in the in the the holder there, and then yeah. it pops up. And like when it pops up, see, what my big challenge with Keurig is how wasteful it is. So when it pops up, you're still using the bowl, right, for your you know the styrofoam cup. Mm-hmm. It doesn't put a hole through that, but it takes the lid all the way off. Oh, wow. Right? Game changer. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> so Andy uh, broke the thing. Uh, and uh, William is like, yeah, well, good luck, Leslie. And, uh, and Leslie's like, we don't need luck. And then it goes to a talking head. Where wait, she, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Wait. This is not on me. What if he put the seasoning in the water portion? Like, and so, he, it, like, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he filled the water up and then he put his seasoning packet through there and it just gummed up the whole system. Yeah. Anything's possible. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. That just reminds me, I am currently cleaning out my coffee pot. So <laughs> like right now? Well, yeah, it's, it's an hour long cleaning process. Oh, just like our podcast. 
exactly this is a cleaning process (laughs) my therapist said you need to talk to somebody i know somebody (laughs) it's the internet (laughs) i know somebody to talk to my friend jeremy yeah um so uh yeah so let's see he's like we don't need luck and then it gets to a talking head where it's like yeah i no longer have a highly trained professional campaign manager so what are most murders committed by highly trained professional assassins no they're committed by friends and coworkers. <laughs> the exact people who are running her campaign. Yeah. So it's great. So then, um, so we're going to pause there and then we'll zero over to, to Ben's life because Ben is recently resigned in disgrace. And so he's trying to figure his life out. So we go back to his house. He's living with April and Andy and he's sitting there reading the book and a three-legged dog comes in. Um, and, uh, you know, April and Andy are frantic because they lost their dog already. So they, they're running into the house. Champion, champion. And, uh, oh, there he is. He's a good boy. Uh, and Ben's only response, and it's still the response I have when I see a three-legged dog, is that's a three-legged dog. <laughs> like, there's no good words to this. And then he asks, uh, how many legs did that dog have <laughs> when you found him? <laughs> he said, I have to ask. <laughs> Sorry, I just, because that just adds to it. Yeah, he knows them. He knows April and Andy. Like, I have to ask, how many did he have when you found him? Um, and they said three. And that's what makes him a best. Um, he can do all kinds of things better with three legs than most dogs can with four. But April points out, except digging, he's really bad at digging, which is very funny. Did you notice the did you notice the book that he was reading? No. Into the Den of Lions by Gay Perello. I've never heard of this book. It's not a real book. And oh. So, because because for something like on rewatches, sometimes like oh yeah, I love the scene, and so you, you start noticing other things. He is the props master for the show, okay, Gabe, Gabe Prello, and so he made the book. But it was also so then I was like, oh wow, that's okay, cool, and that probably the sugar rice pops he was eating out of the box, which I think is hilarious, um, because that's the best way to eat cereal in my opinion. And but then so looking into it back in like episode two during one of the Christmas ones. Leslie's reading a newspaper and this is the internet. I didn't, I didn't find this, but um, looking into it, there is an ad for the book, the number one bestseller into the den of lions is on the back of the newspaper back two seasons ago. So anyway, that's hilarious. And it actually comes up again later in a different show. What? Oh yeah. Is it nine, nine? No. Oh, the good place. It is the good place. Yeah. Oh man. It's an ad for the the sequel. (laughs) 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 Anyway, I just, I love, I love this so much, all these things. So I'm going to keep trying to find more because I think as Parks and Rec gets off the ground, they can start really, they do more and more of these things throughout their, the episodes, the callbacks and stuff. So anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So they now have a three legged dog and, uh, and Ben's like, look, I'm not going to help you take care of it. And April's like, well, it'd be nice if you helped a little because Andy and I have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, cruel, yeah, so cruel, but fair. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's one of those lines where it's like, you know what? Forget you, man. I didn't get this. Stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Um, so let's let's follow the Ben train here. So Ben is uh, next time we see Ben, he's at home and he is uh, reading instructions for calzones. Last week we saw him eating pasta with uh, with April or Leslie, and uh, and he's like, "Man, I love I, I love me a calzone." And so now he's learning how to make calzones. Um, and Ben comes up, uh, not Ben. Chris comes over uh, to see how he's doing, and uh, Ben is like, "I'm great. I'm learning how to make a calzone." Uh, and uh, as as or as you Americans would say, calzones. Um, and He's like, do you want one? And Chris is just like, no, they're fatty and unnecessary, which I love his just direct like, no. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so he's like, I, you, look, I just am looking out for you. See how you're doing. And um, Ben again says, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing whatever fun activity pops into my head. And uh, like I'm teaching myself how to do claymation videos. <laughs> <laughs> and he holds up the little doll thing. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> and it's, it gets a, to, it's, it's a figure. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. Well, you're sorry. <laughs> My bad. Um, and cuts to a talking head of Chris. He's like, Ben is massively depressed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just scroll down for a bit here. And then we come back to uh Chris and um and so Chris asks, like, why calzones? And he's like, 
Um, hey, have you ever noticed there's fast hamburgers, fast food for Mexican food, but why not fast food for Italian food? And Chris's response is, what about pizza? <laughs> <laughs> pizza? Never heard of it. <laughs> That's what they're going to say in 20 years because pizza is going to be old news because he's going to revolutionize the world with his calzones. And then uh, he, uh, it's like, I, let me in on you a little secret here. I'm going to call my new Italian fast casual eatery the low cal calzone zone. <laughs> it's all low fat ingredients. Um, and again, <laughs> uh, Chris says that idea is literally the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life. Talking head, that idea is terrible. <laughs> Chris is just trying to be a good friend, you know, like, right. It is a terrible idea, but you can't say that to a person who's in the middle of, of calzone and claymation making. Right. He's not ready for it. Mm-mm. And so uh, the next scene is like, hey, why don't we go for a jog? Kick out some of the cobwebs. And Ben's like, no, I, uh, I'm really I'm kind of tearing this claymation video a new one right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate the art of claymation. Like I really like good claymation is really impressive. Mm-hmm. The making of claymation sounds like a nightmare. Sounds so hard. I have done some stop motion in the past and it is it's it's quite relaxing. It's fun. Okay. But it's a lot. It's it's a lot. I'll take your word for it. Because it sounds so so tedious. You move move it, you take a picture. You move it, you take another picture. You move it, you take a picture. Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's it. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Um (laughs) uh so Ben is doing that. Avatar. Like you're done. Like that's um and you know, Chris is like, you need to take a step back, get some perspective. Um, and and Ben is just like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I think you need help. <laughs> Ben's response is with my claymation. <laughs> with your life. <laughs> and then the cut to the talking head of Ben is so great. He's like, because Chris tells him, You're depressed. And Ben's like, depressed. And he's holding the figure in his hand. He's like, could a depressed person do this? And he's holding it up to the camera. No. It is a very sad looking figure. It's not smooth at no. all. It doesn't have like a happy face on it. It's very, it's like. It, it looks it like it embodies depression. Depression. Yes. Yes. And even though I, I found this on the internet as I was looking at stuff like his letters to Cleo shirt. Yeah. Um, like the like that for Chris is going to be a trigger that Ben's not feeling great. But the letters to Cleo is actually um, one of the. The writers was in letters to Cleo. Oh, cool. And so like it's his band, um, but and the, which is a real band, not just a fake band like no, the no, fake book. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he. Um, Unlike Land Ho, that's not a real band. No, but it has a real real people in it <laughs> it does like, uh, i i feel like it is wilco <laughs> yeah right it's wilco. I mean, so anyway yeah, down the road. uh but uh yeah so cut back and chris is like look the ben wyatt i know wouldn't be happy just sitting around faffing around i don't know what faffing is but they they use it and ben's like no i'm i'm into my hobbies let me show you uh <laughs> what i've been working hard just hang on to your hat <laughs> Um, and so hits play and it's the REM. So it's called Requiem for a Tuesday, which already any, any movie <laughs> with the title with Requiem in it, it's sad. <laughs> it's made from a sad place. <laughs> so Requiem for a Tuesday. Um, and thinking back to, uh, when he resigned in disgrace, he resigned on a Monday. Oh, that's funny. And so Tuesday is like his first day of, quote unquote freedom right right? so he's uh doing all the work (laughs) and uh it's the rem song and i don't remember what that song is called uh stand it's called stand okay so stand in the place where you are yeah i like rem um but uh so it's he's it's like a music video with claymation essentially is what he's trying to do um and it's stand in the place where you (laughs) and it stops And Chris is so supportive, so kind. He's like, did you pause it? <laughs> that, this right here, that right there, it was the edit, the music stops, the black screen, 
That right there is one of my absolute favorite jokes in all of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Did you pause it? <laughs> Did you pause it? And so uh, he's like, no, no, that's that's three weeks of work. <laughs> and it's only I thought it would be so much longer. Um, and uh, he says, in my head, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> Two days ago, I emailed Leslie and compared it to Avatar, Chris. How can it not be longer? <laughs> I know. You're right. <laughs> avatar <laughs> um so chris like we're gonna get through this friend <laughs> and his and chris's response is like okay what you're feeling right now is regret and shame <laughs> yes <laughs> you see what you have brought into the world <laughs> regret and shame so yeah so chris is not giving up on his friend and so next time we see chris he comes back he's like drink up because it has every herb in my herb belt <laughs> which I love that idea. Just all of his supplements in a belt like Batman. Um, and Ben is like his response is, oh, it tastes like a belt. <laughs> yeah, but it works. <laughs> yeah. um, I know. Yeah. Isn't it awful? <laughs> yeah. He's like so happy about it. Yeah, because, you know, it'll turn your your mouth into a spaceship. Uh, so. So then Ben's like, how did you know I was depressed? My, my wife I, got, got really sick last night ooh. and actually threw up. Ooh. And so I was getting her some water. I was like, you want some water? And she goes, uh, I don't, I don't think so. My mouth feels really, really weird right now. And I said, like a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think she appreciated it at the moment, but hopefully we'll be able to look back and laugh. Is she feeling better now? Oh yeah. She's, she's good. Okay. Ooh. Yep. Throwing up's the worst. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Ben is like. I didn't even know I was depressed. How did you know? And so he says, like, the letters to Cleo shirt, unshaven face, Doc Martens. Your hair does not have that normal, uptight, rigid, inflexible Ben Wyatt sense of fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and uh, yeah, he's like, you can't hide these things from friends. And so Ben's like, thank you. I think I'm feeling better. Herbal smoothie. You've done it again. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's uh, that is some really wonderful Benning right there. Yeah. So I compared it to Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> and how is it not longer? Like, I love like that was his like. Yeah. Even if it's not good, there should be more of it. <laughs> <laughs> like a calzone. At least there's a lot of calzone. It might not be great. There's a lot of it. But you'll definitely regret eating it. So, yeah. Um, all right. So then we come back to Leslie and Anne um, and they're having a meeting with the, the team. Um, and so their campaign theme is the comeback kid. Because everybody loves a good comeback story. Rocky, Robert Downey Jr. And Andy contributes by saying, Terminator said, I'll be back. And he was. <laughs> so, it's true. Um, and then Tom it is like, also the casual Hawaiian shirt is making a comeback. Because Jerry is wearing a casual Hawaiian shirt. He's like, oh, I'm ahead of the trend. And Tom's like, no, it's not. Take it off. Burn it. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, the team has rented the Pawnee Sports Building. Um <laughs> So I just love the name of it. Sport, just it's not sports. Athlete, it's not athletic complex. It's no sports building. Sports building. <laughs> what do you do there? Sports, sports and or building for <laughs> fun. Um, so they are. It's all locked up, finalized, rented, and uh, um, and so they're on their way to this whole thing. Ron is going to construct a stage and he has a talking head where he says, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but every single contractor in the world is a miserable, incompetent thief. <laughs> so <laughs> he's got that going for him. So yeah, so that Tom, everybody's got a job to do to make this campaign event happen. Um, and so uh, Leslie and Ann meet and uh, she's like, hey, you look like a real campaign manager. And uh, Ann's like, yeah, I Googled it. They were a lot, a lot of dark colors. Um, and, and Leslie's response, like, there's a lot more to look at on the internet beside naked guys. And it's like, wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so Anne is, uh, making, uh, making things happen. And so she's got local hero, Pistol Pete DeCelio, uh, will be endorsing Leslie and coming to the campaign. Um, and let, he is, uh, Indiana is huge on basketball and his, and when he was in high school in 1992, he clinched the comeback victory for the Pawnee central drunken savages, uh, team mascot later changed. Uh, so yeah, so pistol Pete is a big deal. Um, and so it's going to be awesome to have him at the campaign. Everything's looking good. Cut to Tom and 
Ron and April and Andy, and they are at the hardware store. And Tom is coordinating a red carpet vendor <laughs> for the event. That, of course, Pawnee has. Right. Because Akash is the best carpet man in Pawnee. Um, and so uh, Tom says his red, his entire apartment is red carpet. Um, and on top of that, leading into my bedroom, a second red carpet. And what's this in my shoe? Red carpet insoles. So everywhere I go, I'm walking on red carpet. So if he goes uh, home and is walking to his bedroom in his shoes, three layers of red carpet. Yeah. I mean, think of the luxury. Yeah. I mean, so, clearly so, that's an important person. Yeah. Um, and so they're loading up all this uh, lumber for building the stage in uh, a big truck. And uh, it's like a, like a, I don't know what kind of truck would this be? It's like a Not, flatbed. It's like a yeah. flatbed with sides on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it only has one bench seat in the front. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's already four people and a dog and Tom is trying to get in. He's like, <laughs> scoot over. And like, no, April's like, no, here, sit on my lap. And Tom says, no, that's humiliating. And Ron's response is now be a man and sit on that girl's lap. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets in and they're driving around. Um, and uh, Champion is licking Andy's face. And Andy is like, Champion's a better kisser than April is, which is weird to say to your wife. Um, and then uh, Andy is just overwhelmed with being in a truck that has an air horn. <laughs> and so he starts pulling it. Too much power. Uh, yeah. And uh, like, do it for the kids. He pulls it for the kids. And then a uh, police officer starts making the siren go off. And he's like, the police hear it too. And he's like, we hear you, buddy. And he honks more. <laughs> uh, and uh, then cut to them being pulled over. And Ron, you know, running it up pretty good, says, I've been operating heavy machinery since I was eight years old. And I respect all that you do for this country, but what laws am I breaking exactly? And the police officer says a lot of laws. Uh, four people in the front seat. Nobody's wearing a seatbelt. You're speeding and blasting your horn through a hospital zone. The rear of the vehicle's open. Debris has been falling out and you don't have a commercial license to drive a truck. And Ron's response is, we have a philosophical difference on what constitutes a law. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they are like, get, they told to get out of the truck and April calls and say, hey, we're uh, about to be arrested um, and cut back to Anne and Leslie at the house. Um, and. Uh, Leslie is um, freaking out because, you know, they're going to arrest her whole campaign. And so she's like, okay, I have to go. Um, and Leslie tells, did I skip something? Yeah, it, it's okay. Pete, basically, Pete came over yes. and introduced himself. And the the best joke there was, or one of the best jokes was, you probably remember my voice, like we were year overlapped at Pawnee Central. You probably remember my voice from the morning announcements. Like, cause that was such a big deal for Leslie, but right. like nobody else. And, uh, and then finally she gets really excited because it's all coming together. And so then yes. she starts break dancing and does a very bad job. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, oh man. I, I color coded all these different sections mm -hmm. and I just fo followed the code and I skipped some great stuff. Um, and uh, part of that skipping as well is they're asking Pete to uh, do the dunk to come out and endorse Leslie and do the dunk. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. It feels like I'm living in the past. And Leslie's response is, but the past is great. The Jitterbug, State Coaches, Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete which, is... Which, those are all great things. But sure. Those are the things you picked. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Herman Munster. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear so, that... Uh, that um, Rob Zombie is making a Munsters movie. I don't know how I would have ever heard of that. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> on, the, on the Parks and Conversation podcast. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, if we can't get the corner on Parks co podcasting because Rob Lowe and um, Alan Yang are running the, a podcast now, like then we got to at least get the corner on Rob Zombie animated movies. <laughs> Sure. Oh, it's or is it animated? It's, it's live action? Live action. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> it's live action, the Munsters. So, wow. I mean, I'm excited to save money by not going to that. <laughs> so, um, yes. So, uh, so, but Ron, uh, so Leslie's asking Pete to do the dunk, right? And he's like, look, I think you've done great stuff and I'm happy to endorse you as Peter DeCilio, 
regional distributor for Derwin ham loaves. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you want to be remembered. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just I, I might be okay living in the past if I'm a ham loaf distributor. I don't know. Is that bad? Is that bad of me? I but I just love that. That's that's a thing yeah, that's that a, somebody wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Regional distributor for Derwin ham loaves. What the what the heck even is a ham loaf? It's How's like it? the sandwich ham. Oh, that, that like you go oh, to yes, the deli yes. and they shave off. That's a ham loaf. Yeah, they, they got to come from somewhere. And Pete the yeah. is your guy. There are all kinds of interesting jobs out there, sure, <laughs> but very rarely are those jobs mentioned. <laughs> In a 22-minute sitcom. Yeah. So, but yeah, here we are lifting up uh, the ham industry. Um, and so he's like, I'm not going to do it if you want me to do do the dunk. Um, and uh, Anne responses, well, what about a layup? <laughs> very, yeah, very political. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so now Anne is getting the call from April and uh, basically saying they're going to get arrested and... Leslie's like, I got to go help them because police love me, essentially. And and you have to get Pistol Pete to make that shot. Um, and so he, he leaves uh, and uh, Leslie's like, she's gone. So I'm going to fast forward here a bit. Um, but before she leaves, she says, don't do anything uh, that would require you to tempt him with sexual favors. I wasn't going to uh, unless it's good. I wouldn't either. Um, that's where I draw the line. Although I'm a little offended you wouldn't do it for me. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah. So now Anne and uh, Pete are talking and Anne's like, look, I mean, it would mean so much for us. You're a living legend. They still air your game every Friday night. And Pete, uh, Pete's like living, being a living legend is sort of a double edged sword. Everybody in this town still calls me pistol. And Anne's like, tell me more about that, Peter. I mean, yes, the dunk. It made me famous. But sometimes life dunks you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ends up being a ham distributor. I don't know. <laughs> For Derwin ham loaves. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yeah, so then we cut back. Leslie is trying to uh, run and the whole gang. They have to uh, un- unload everything into a much smaller vehicle. Uh, so they don't have nearly as much wood um, to build the uh, to build the stage. But they're loaded it up and they're making it happen. Um, and uh, the officer lets them go. Uh, so they they're on their way. Um, and, and champion uh, has to go to the bathroom. But yeah, they didn't they didn't let him. He shall do it in the car. And Leslie's trying to call Anne, and uh, Anne doesn't listen or answer because she's talking to Pete. And, you know, he's talking about growing up in a strict Roman Catholic household. Um, and had her his father, who was more stick than carrot when it came to matters of discipline. <laughs> Like intense stuff. So, yeah. um, so then they get to the uh, the sports building, <laughs> Pawnee Sport Building, <laughs> and uh, still no word from Anne. Um, and April, let's see, ask April how it's looking out there, and it's like, well, except for it's not a basketball court; it's a skating rink. Um, because the stupid guy I called to book the place didn't tell me that they took the basketball floor off of for a hockey game. Um, and uh, but he might have told her, but he was stupid and boring. I wasn't listening either way. It was all his fault. So, um, and then Leslie asks Ron, how's the stage coming? And, uh, since they had to get rid of so much, it's about a, it's about like four and a half feet off the ground and maybe four by five for a stage. Maybe like it's, it's not good. Um, and, uh, and then Leslie sees that. It's like, okay, well, Andy, how's, what happened to the rest? Well, how's the poster? And Andy says, well, we had to Jetsons most of the poster, too, because it's just her eyes. Uh, and he says, it's I like it because eyes are the windows or because windows are the eyes to the house. <laughs> I wrote true. it down. I, I, I wanted to make sure I got it right. I yeah. butchered it. But <laughs> windows are the eyes to the house. And even Tom's uh, like, wow. <laughs> but then Anne shows up and she's like, OK, I got I got Pistol Pete. Uh, and where is he? And he's like, well, right now he's curled up in the back of my car crying and talking about his dad, who was a real piece of work. Um, and, uh, but I might be too close in the situation. Yeah. She's really invested in pistol Pete's life right now. Um, and Les is like, is he going to do the dunk? And, um, and Anne's response is, I'm not sure. I couldn't hear him through all the crying. <laughs> so, 
So this, no, I was crying. <laughs> it's been a stressful day. <laughs> so Leslie's like, okay, everything's falling apart. We should cancel this. Um, and then Jerry shows up and, and Leslie's like, Jerry, please tell me you did the normal Jerry thing and failed at your job. You didn't pull a Jerry. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, first of all, I don't like it when you use that term, <laughs> but for the record, I came through and there's almost a hundred people out there and they're like, Jerry, you had to do a good job. How dare you? <laughs> so they all gang up on Jerry and then like, let's just cancel this. Uh, and I'll, I'll do this. And you guys go to the nearest bar and Tom knows it's Hurley's and he knows it's karaoke night. It's all wins at this point. Um, and everybody's ready to go except Ann says, no, we got to do this. Um, and Ron is like, yes. I'm, I agree with Anne. We're a team. We're all going to work together um, because they recognize like the only reason Leslie's still running is because they told her they right. would help her. Right. So they can't abandon her now. But this um, is also the point where Leslie's like, I, you know, I used to look at this as like the scrappy upstart that her lack of experience was good. But now, now actually it might be a problem because she's seeing just how terrible these people are at, the, at right. all of that stuff. Yeah. They're not good at this. No. Um, and they so mean well, they mean well, right? I mean, it's not, they're, they're, it's not that they're bad people. It's just, they're, yeah, they're not good at this. Everything could have been great <laughs> if it wasn't a basketball court <laughs> or if it wasn't a hockey rink. Sure. Because as they go out to see the people, there's <laughs> folks out there, get on your feet, starts playing, stand up and make it happen. And they start walking out on this awesome red carpet and then they stop abruptly. Um, and Leslie's like, Tom, there's the carpet stopped. And he's like, that's all that we could afford. <laughs> um, so then they have to shuffle across the ice without falling down. Um, and uh, all throughout, it is still playing the just the first couple of lines of get on your feet, stand up and make it happen. Uh, and it stops <laughs> and it restarts. Um, and <laughs> Ron is holding the dog and he's like, I'm holding the dog. He is peeing. He is peeing now. I am putting him down. And he was like, he's only got three legs. Um, so they it's all falling apart and they get finally get to the platform and there's no stairs. Uh, so Andy, Andy's already fallen down at this point. Yes. Ron's covered in dog pee. <laughs> and so uh, Ron tries to give her a boost, but there's not enough leverage because he's slipping. And so they all lean on Ron to help Leslie get up on the platform. And they get finally do. Your feet. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Yeah, that is one of the best <laughs> just, musical cues ever. <laughs> that's so. this, is my, this is my other favorite thing. That's the ongoing get on your feet joke. It's the whole just, sequence. Just is the so whole, good. This whole sequence is, again, one of my favorite parts of, in all of Parks and Recreation. Yeah, it, they really, really did a number here. It's so great. And it's like um, it's, it's like at the worst possible time they play that clip. They play the sound bite. Yeah, because the sound guy is like... <laughs> I want to help. Right. <laughs> and it's super awkward right now. Let's pump them so, up. <laughs> hey, so just, people, oh, they fell. Get on. Your feet. <laughs> it, seems, you <laughs> it seems like that's something that, that Tom would do. Right. When Jerry is failing somehow. Right. But now there's an external Tom running the soundboard. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's so good. So great. And Leslie is committed to this. And she finally gets up on there. Uh, and she starts reading her speech. Um, and, uh, starts as, as a loyal, loyal Pawnean, I always, I've always been proud of this town and I, oh, uh, my cards got out order, order here when they fell <laughs> together. We can defeat obese children. <laughs> I'm sure that was something positive originally. Um, so yeah, so she's basically said like, everything's a disaster, but it can only go up from here. Um, if you follow my campaign, it will be interesting. Um, and, uh, and then Pistol Pete shows up. And he's like, I'm Pistol Pete. And around here, I'm a Pawnee legend. I just wanted to say that I fully endorse Leslie Nope. She's got a great team behind her. And a vote for her is a slam dunk. Thanks, Pistol Pete. And then he <laughs> goes for it. But wait, it's ice. It's not a basketball court. And uh, right when he jumps, he slips and falls right on his head. And fortunately, Anne is a nurse. And she's there to get to him carefully. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And Leslie's response is pistol Pete, everybody still got it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the rally. Um, but cut back to, uh, Ben's at home and Leslie comes over and it's like, Hey, 
how was the rally? And he's like, oh, we nailed it. <laughs> if you're going for absolute and complete chaos. Yeah. Nailed, How's nailed pandemonium? Right. Pandemonium level? High. Um, Got it. And, Got it. And uh, Leslie says, my campaign manager and I made a decision. We're going to fire the campaign manager uh, and hire you. And Ben is hesitant. Um, and because uh, like he's poison. Uh, but Leslie's like, no, this team has a lot of heart, but zero know-how. Um, and you're the only one who can save us. And Chris comes in. He's like, look, he's Ben's going through something. I don't think he's going to. And then Ben just like, I'll do it. I'm in. I've done enough exploring. Yeah. So. Um, he knows it's a good fit. Like, even the way he says, I'll do it. He's like, I'll do it. Like, like this, this is the right call. Yeah. I mean, he won mayor when he was 18 years old. Well, and he's been working in local governments forever now. He's, yeah. He knows all the ins and outs. He knows how this has been working. And yeah, he's, he's a perfect fit for this. Yeah, so it all makes sense. It's all coming together. And Leslie and, and Ben kiss and April says, don't make out. It's making champions sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then the credit scene. Um, I love how she uses champion as a way to like dig at Anne through this entire episode too. Right. Shut up, Anne. I told you not to talk to me. <laughs> oh, that was champions. That wasn't me. Uh, yeah. So Anne and Leslie go to see how, how Pete is doing. Um, and surprise, we felt really bad about the whole dredging up your past just to pu- be publicly humiliated thing. <laughs> so cookies and balloons. Um, and Pete's like, thank you. And they feel bad. It's like, is there anything else we could do? And Pete's like, you could let me take you to dinner to Anne. Um, and Anne's like, no, I can't because I'm married. And Leslie's like, you're not married. She's not married. <laughs> and then Anne's last line of the episode, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> so, yeah. Of all of the, uh, all the cold op- or the credit scenes, I felt like this credit scene was the least necessary yeah. for the episode. It wasn't, um, it wasn't very funny. No. But um, yeah, the get on your feet sequence is so great. <laughs> so great. Ron responding to the officer like we have a different philosophy about what a law is. He's just like <laughs> smiling. He's like smiling knowingly like, you know, yeah, come on. We can agree to disagree on on these things. Yeah. So um, yeah, I genuinely love this episode. The claymation. Oh, man. Would a depressed person be able to make this? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know today, so good. I, like, I, I feel like, you know, personally attacked by this, you know, he's just doing any little activity that pops into his head. And I was like, oh man, <sighs> just been, <laughs> been whiting this whole time. <laughs> so, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why, um, you, that's why you make podcasts and stuff. So. Yeah, well, most people making podcasts have life has gone off the rail somewhere. So that's right. This is where we all meet. Here we are. Where we all we all ended up. We're with you. Thanks for joining us on our journey. Yeah, we appreciate that you're willing to listen to our problems. Um, Talking about other people's problems in a fictional town. Yeah, this episode was rated eight point six out of ten. I would I would rate it much higher. I would give it in the nines. Sure. Um, the, uh, people under 18 gave it on average a 9.2 and out of four people, <laughs> males, 9.0 females, 10, one person under 18. I'm looking at IMDb's rating. One person under 18 gave this and a woman gave this rating as 10. So anyway, I was looking for reviews to see if they, had any but i cannot find any actual reviews which is frustrating that's okay ours is the only ones that matter yeah that's true it's, thank you it's good watch it this cookie is bad uh yeah i love this episode so good um i'm looking forward to now that ben is on the team um jumping into the campaign proper we're going to meet bobby newport soon uh bobby newport yes campaign shenanigans um jen uh is coming yeah uh so many good things coming in this this campaign season um and did you watch the west wing yes 
So like the campaign, like they did a really great job of like giving like campaign energy. Like everything was about getting reelected in right. the West Wing, right? Right. And so here, like they're, I feel like they're doing a great job with the same kind of campaign energy in this mm-hmm. ep- this season. Um, and it's for something that really doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's for a council seat in a small town in Indiana. Yeah. But like the money that is being poured into this campaign is just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, what on earth? So exactly. Because that's the whole thing is like in a show parks and recreation, like what, what could be happening? Like at some point you run out of raccoons and you know, I don't know, people sleeping in, in slides, you gotta, you know, make it bigger, bigger things. So, yeah. you know, now we have the election. Yes. And elections are nothing but fun. <laughs> if we've learned anything in, in real life and on television <laughs> high right. quality entertainment yeah i could just more elections please can we do elections every year oh man sure. wouldn't that be super fun yeah that'd be great uh yeah the next one is called campaign ad which oh which the, is, so we do meet bobby newport yeah i think we we meet bobby newport in the very next episode oh wonderful um or as i like to call him ant-man <laughs> yes i same too like to call him that same universe confirmed um yeah so we'll so see wait are you saying that bobby newport is a scam for scott lang or is scott lang a scam for bobby newport i don't know i think it's uh which is the cover i I, th- I i would like to think that bobby newport is the cover for ant-man like he's on the run yeah, scott lang. so he as scott lang is on the run so he runs to indiana mm-hmm. and fools nick newport senior and all of the Newport family into believing that they that they have a son named Bobby. And while he's there, instead of like hiding out in Baskin Robbins, because Baskin Robbins always knows, they always find out. Uh, he decides <laughs> to run for city council. Sure, it's a perfect cover. I think so. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Okay, cool, wonderful. All right, Baskin Robbins always finds out. That's maybe my favorite line in <laughs> Ant Man. <laughs> so. All right, listener, we would love to know about your favorite line for Man Man. So uh, <laughs> email us, parksandconversation at gmail.com. Uh, this last week, we crossed a download threshold that was exciting. Uh, we, we have 5,000 total downloads. And some people will be like, that doesn't sound very, like very much. It probably isn't in the grand <laughs> scheme of podcasts, but it's a lot for us. And so yeah. thank you for listening um, and telling your friends, rate, review, subscribe, like, do all the things. And uh, but we would love to hear from you. And so please, I lost Jeremy there. Oh, did you hear me now? He just disappeared. You're back. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just going to say 5,000 5, of anything is really good. Yeah. 5,000 pennies. 5,000 pieces of rice. That's a lot of rice to eat. It is. So, yeah. So, yeah. So please email us parks and conversation at gmail.com or follow us at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at parks and convos. And, uh, We'd uh, yeah, love to hear from you. So be well. And uh, Jeremy, I'll see you later. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.